This is Aeroff Short Stories, where you will hear tales that take science to plausible extremes, or reality to the magical. Episode 7, In His Own Image, by Jeffrey Landgraf. Welcome, I'm Judah Mahay, your host. If this is your first time listening, then thank you. And I hope you return to enjoy more of the stories we discover. Our author, Jeffrey Landgraf, is a physicist and, in his own words, employs paradox to find perspective from which false things that are true, the common is ridiculous, and the ridiculous makes plain and simple sense. As always, after today's episode, you can find show notes with any relevant links at judumahay.com. If you like what you hear, please review us on iTunes or the Judumahay smartphone app. This will help other people find Arrow Short Stories. Now, let the story begin. I am another man's autobiography. From all his thousands of moments, he picks just a few to write in a book, and these moments are mine. If he loses the impact arising from the sheer accumulation of events, he steals it back by choosing exaggerated moments, serving exaggerated purposes. The events he leaves out are the small details he doesn't think matter. But they are the reasons why my memory is spotty, diffuse. Some days I feel so alive that I could choose to lift the earth and spin the globe on the tip of my finger. Other days, when I lay down in my bed at night, I know not even whether I rose that morning to meet the day. It all depends on the emissions wrought by the man with the pen whose life I live. He writes our life just a little worse for me than it was for him. When his wife left him, my wife left me. The anger threatened to overtake him, but then he rose to the comfort of practical tasks. There was a house to sell, an apartment to find, legal documents to sign, some complexities in his tax forms to attend, and finally it was over. So he wrote, and so I lived. It was only the beginning for me. I am the victim of his pen. It is his pen that turned her betrayal to the icy bite of steel twisting in my gut. Yes, those are the words he used, the icy bite of steel twisting in my gut. For him, it is only a poor metaphor, easily written. But has he any idea how it hurts? For me, these internal lacerations are no metaphor. This agony, he writes, is my truth. If he would give me the, the words, I would hate him. I share with him even his own name. And look what he's willing to inflict upon me. It is not easy for me to distinguish the events of my life from the events of his. How am I to know if he lies? I can only guess arguing from the plausibility of internal evidence. He hides the knife cleverly behind a disease. He calls it Crohn's disease. He says it is an inflammation of the small intestine. He says the walls of the intestine swell up into the passageway is blocked. He writes in his book that he suffers, and so I suffer, whether he lies or not. But I'm inclined to believe him, for he hates the disease as much as I do. Who would not? Only someone who likes nausea and vomit and barium milkshakes and the piss they make you drink before every colonoscopy. But no one likes to shit their pants. No one likes to lose control of their own body. No one likes the mix of terror, embarrassment, and disgust. No one likes the mess. No one likes the pain. If the pain with the pen suffers even a fraction of the distress he gives me, then I understand why he writes. 
And if you must write it, then I say, write. But I pray to him, please, sir, leave off your metaphor. Leave off the icy bite of steel twisting in my gut. How does it help you to make me suffer even more? Have some pity on me. I am your autobiography. I beg you to stop. 15 years. 15 years of the icy bite of steel twisting in my gut. Were there no moments but pain? No kisses? No love? I have only one clear memory sparkling in the haze from before she left me and before she was my wife. When we were simply in love. Do you know what your problem is? She asked. And then with a crooked smile, she answered her own question. Not enough kisses. But there must have been a few, even if he did not write them down for me. There must have been some happy moments, for he could not have survived a single night of this pain without something to reinforce his will. If the pain did not kill him, he would have taken his own life. I would have, and gladly had he but written it, and yet I survived, and thus so did he. My choices are bound to what he writes, but his are free. If he survived, it was his choice, and it could only be the influence of these unrecorded kisses. Imagine, these kisses that make his life worth keeping are all things, the small details he chose to omit. He did not choose to omit the stulas. After witnessing the affliction on my own body, even I cannot believe the story he wrote was true. I have no thought but for what his pen records, yet I do not believe. Did he invent the Latin word fistula just to make it seem more plausible? The inflammation he wrote erupted to form secondary channels, channels of intestine formed with no function but to spread infection through my body, first to the bladder, then to the skin, and finally pierce through the abdomen. Could logic ever explain how some quirk of nature might reroute the anus to the belly button? No, I have caught him in a lie. This can be nothing but the physical manifestation of the image of the stiletto through my body. It is some morbid metaphor of his that could only be served by the image of shit seeping through my belly into the gauze bandage I used in a hopeless attempt to staunch the flow. I thank him for his lie. For now, at least I can begin to distinguish myself from the man with a pen. He tried to ratchet the pain even higher. But how could he, having already pushed the icy bite of steel twisting my gut to ultimate conclusion? The pain he chose to add was from the red welts inflicted by the tape holding the bandages. The raw skin stung from the ripping tape, but this too was my victory. It was only skin. It was only the surface pain, and if anything, it serves to distract me from the icy bite of steel twisting in my gut. And yes, I hear his thoughts as my own when he writes them in my head. He struggles to compose his life. He has chosen the shape of love eclipsed by pain. The shape was once expansive, but now it fades However, the promise of chance and hope still stir for him. He is only able to deny me their ambiguous thrill, even if he is not always strong enough to keep life from intruding on his theme. This is how he came to let a woman, with her face flushed with life, escape onto the page. Although she disrupted the story he chose, she was my only hope. 
For love drives away evil exactly as a light drives away darkness. And what is paid but evil instantiated in the flesh? When she placed her hand on my sleeve, I wanted to draw her lips close to steal a kiss. If I was slapped down, at least I would be a participant in my own story. But the man whose autobiography I am took his pen, and instead drawing her lips to mine, he drew only my spinning thoughts and trembling muscles. He says she does not fit into the envelope he composes for her life. But again, I have caught him in a lie. It is only my life he composes, for no man composes his own life, but this man who writes me as his autobiography invents a shape for his life, and as his life it is fault and he knows it. But the shape he invents is the true shape of my life, for I am nothing but the words he writes, and so he creates me as a perfect image of his own cowardice. I wish I could ask him why he chooses this shape and not another. I don't ask for a better life, but only to remember the good with the bad and to beg for the justice of an unscripted future. Although his life is new and each day it goes on, his own autobiography is a document too dreary to contemplate. There are no kisses. He loses interest in his own story, so he finishes me. I am unable even to hate him. For confining my hopes within the pillars of his thought, I have no strength to resist, for I am only words printed on a page. I am another man's autobiography. Thank you for listening to In His Own Image by Jeffrey Landgraf. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate us on iTunes, or if you listen from the smartphone app, you can leave reviews on the App Store. This will help other people find us. Just as a reminder, show notes are at judamahay.com. We hope you return to discover new worlds and ideas outside our current reality. Good night and good day, whenever and wherever you might have found us. A heartfelt thank you from Airoff Short Stories.